Hi, and welcome to today's episode of The Property Pod. I'm Libby, and today I'm joined by Anthony from New Anglia Growth Hub. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Libby. And we're going to be speaking about grants for small to medium-sized businesses and also skills for medium-sized businesses and like the basics of that and what you should do. So thanks so much for coming on. It's great to have you here. Good. And uh, tell me a bit about New Anglia Growth Hub. Yeah, so New Anglia Growth Hub has sort of been around for the last six or seven years, and it's, it's, it's established in terms of being a, a portal of information for businesses. Um, could be grants, it could be skills advice, it could be other things. So we we sort of listen to the listen to the client, and then um, see if we, how we can help them in different ways. And just to say that it, it is a free it's a free service. Yeah. Okay, great. And what financial support is available for small to medium sized businesses? So there are various uh, grants and funds that come in, and then um, at the end of the, the, the session, I'll, I'll share a, a link for the um, website. But it does give an understanding of where those grants possibly are. And the, the, the gift of the Growth Hub in terms of having a, an advisor there for, the, for you as a business to um, talk through what you want to do. So it could be road to net zero, um, are there grants available for that? Or is it to do with um, specific growth within the business? So they are able to advise on that. My brief is more the skills side, but um, I'm happy just to, to share what I know just in, in, in a brief outline this morning, yeah. Okay, great. And uh, different sectors face different problems when trying to grow their businesses. How do you cope with responding to the diverse range of problems there? Yes, obviously the, the key thing is the initial, what we call a diagnostic, conversation just to see where the business is at and within the growth hub we've we in the past we've had something called peer-to-peer networking whereby which worked really well um during the pandemic whereby businesses could engage with similar sized businesses uh, obviously in different sectors but have that sort of camaraderie um to sort of bounce off ideas as well and then alongside that the the growth hub was able to, to bring in um professional experts around different pieces around growth and then input them. And what was then created was an alumni group, which could then sort of relate offline about different things. And obviously some of those alumni groups are still still going. So it has sort of a legacy as well. Hmm. Similarly, we have something called the scale, it's called Scale Up New Anglia. And that's about a business that has had projected sort of year on year growth over the last three years, 20, 20% and also going forward. Um, and they need specific help in terms of how they can scale up. So again, there's a there's a program around that, and again, creating uh, a, a core group and then giving input by various experts about particular growth, um, and then seeing how they go. They can then progress onto uh, Goldman Sachs and other sort of um, growth initiatives, so that they can graduate out of that from the sooner group into other things. So there there is a, there is a route of progression through that. So it gives it gives businesses exposure to think well i'm not alone i can do other things and also have a you know a group around me plus experts to help me answer any questions i have so that's yeah. that's been really key i think for some growth businesses that are into high growth yeah yeah it's good to have that like network of support around you because i feel like lots of people think they can do it themselves and you can but i think it is a bit more stressful and it's a bit more sort of problems that you might be able to like not face as well if you had you guys or you know like a network yeah 100 percent um those businesses that have more of a social capital around them are more resilient, are more sustainable because it's who they know within within the business realms. People have wheels within wheels of their influence and their networks, and um, that's having that knowledge is is key in the business 
growth and resilience. So yeah, it is, it is really key. So that we try to foster those relationships and develop them where we can. And oh, sorry, you sorry, can. I can <laughs> um, the business advisors also have, you know, they, they've got wealth of experience as well, just to have that sort of um, sounding board in the conversation, in the diagnostic thing, well, where do you really want to go with that? So it, I think it's useful to have that sort of impartiality as well, because we're not, we are a free service. Um, we are want there to prosper businesses and obviously the local economy as well. So it's a, it's a win-win. So it's a, it's a good conversation to have. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what are the common problems that all businesses face that you can help with? Yes, yeah, so the common problems, um, obviously we've just come out or we're sort of in that post-pandemic phase now. Uh, the phenomena, I think, has been how do I remain resilient? And for businesses that were, and it suddenly has sort of taken by surprise, and one of the, the, the phenomena that's come out, which CBI have researched on, is, is this phenomenon called the Great Resignation or the Great mm, Disruption. I've heard of that, yeah. Whereby um, suddenly maybe people have been on furlough, the employees... And thinking, well, I don't want to do this anymore. What else can I do? So they've left the sectors. And then the other phenomena is um, we are living longer, but there's less people in the workforce. So the people may have gone to semi-retirement or retirement early, and suddenly sectors are then um, devoid of, of people. And obviously some sectors like hospitality and visitor economy, they've been impacted because that, that really impacted their business because we mm. weren't allowed to go out and engage um and therefore there's there are some big gaps in terms of human beings and also because there's a there's a competition for the human being the human resource then uh people are sort of pulled off in different 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 directions with different incentives and it leaves gaps so that's been a key thing and i think one of the cbi things it was within manufacturing industries 42 percent of the businesses were really worried that labor and skills shortages mm. um were going to impact on the growth going forward and that's they've been doing this survey for a long time over 50 years and it's the worst it's ever been so oh, right it sounds a bit gloomy but it just if we know what the reality is then we can try and think about that and yeah the key message for uh hr or business owners thinking well how can i retain so what are some of the things i can do how can i attract i think it's been being more flexible because pandemic has made us more flexible in terms of are we hybrid mm. um or obviously some sectors can't do that but um it's it's a it's a big thing and i think if businesses are aware of that it's not just them it's it is a it is an industry-wide sector-wide mm. um challenge to get people um back into the workplace or attract them over as well yeah i don't know if you guys are finding but when you're looking for new uh well you're helping to um, help businesses attract new staff members do you sort of know if it's because of like the pay or is it because of the flexibility is it more flexibility that people are after nowadays do you think yeah i mean we would have been more flexibility um and i think um employers are thinking well they need to think well how can we be more flexible because there's the, the sort of the fourfold thing it's obviously attract um recruit uh retrain and retain that's mm. sort of a, a common sort of um uh, solution in terms of how do you get more people in so mm. just looking at those things so yeah so to be more flexible um to be more listening and also talk to your employees and say well how do you think we can do it so it's not just a management thing it's, it's about that collective mm. and collaborative approach mm. um, across that so having have that conversation uh with your employees um to see 
how things can change in order to retain people because that's going to be a challenge going forward I think yeah, yeah definitely I think the pandemic's like changed sort of everything and like you know how I was saying earlier before the podcast you know just even down to the way that we dress at work and the way we interact at work it's just so different so yeah it's yeah. good to have like that sort of network of people to help you with that sort of stuff yeah. yeah one thought for this podcast was it was um the future is not what it used to be mm. so I'm like oh yeah well, yeah okay but it's true it's so not, true it's yeah, not, yeah yeah it's not the same old same and it's different so how can we be different but there are solutions out there you know to do that so mm. yeah. it's like the new normal yeah the definitely. new normal yeah yeah and um how do you help people from different social backgrounds and that have different skill sets to progress and in within business so we we uh, we engage businesses that are sort of twelve months plus been established. We don't we don't deal with startups, but we will obviously we can signpost people to other organisations uh, like Mentor that that deal with that. They're, they're very good at embracing that, and then we'll take on businesses. So as I said before, we are impartial, so we'll we'll listen to um, any the businesses um, that engage with us and just and just see how we can help them. So uh, there aren't really any any blocks or barriers it's about how the business is and how can we can help them uh, either you know through the conversation or through signposting as well yeah definitely and do the age profiles of your clients require a different approach in terms of representation so um not really i think it's uh, the the advisors are experienced um and then obviously again goes back to that dialogue the initial conversation um so they'll there's no there's no bias it's impartial it's impartial so it's about yeah that 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 first conversation really so i don't think that and obviously if we had if we were doing a um a, a presentation or an event then we obviously would look at the the dna or the makeup of who's there and maybe appropriate that but we would work with presenters that would want to accommodate if it's a younger audience or an older yeah it depends obviously with Say like with sooner, the audience is very much about you know scale up and serious kind of thing. So we we'll match that to that, um, and then we will maybe do a more general event. We'll make sure we've got enough people um, according to the demographic to engage, as it were. Yeah, but the presenters are normally you know on the money in terms of that anyway. Yeah, so I think we're trying to make sure you can. But obviously, we're always open to to learn. You know, we can obviously the feedback form is important, so we we take those suggestions forward into the next event. Yeah, so. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. And how do you rate the importance of social media in terms of growing a business? I think it's um it's an interesting one because uh some it's, it could be marmite, some people love you know, love social media, some people don't. Obviously I think it's horses for courses. Again, it's it's a it can be a window for your business. So again, it's how you manage the, the window. Um and obviously but it's also another thing to manage at the same time. I think LinkedIn is, is very good in terms of the business to business mm, as definitely. well. Um, obviously, Facebook Marketplace has a place in terms of selling products on. Um, and obviously, um, Twitter's been in the news recently. Again, that's that's mainly yeah. ad-driven for their sort of revenue. So again, it's it's knowing whether it's the value you get from subscription to Facebook, Twitter, etc. Is, is obviously getting the, um, um, the the revenue stream that you want. So again, it's managing and monitoring yes if you don't manage it you can't monitor it oh, mm. don't monitor you can't manage it kind of thing so again it's it's being it's not just a it's not a magic bullet it's something again it's a device to bring footfall to your business um digitally yeah so mm. i think maybe more people are more digital savvy certainly there's a lot more online buying the digitalization's big that's another growth strategy 
out there so it, it has a has a has a place but it's it's one tool in the toolbox rather than the main thing the main yeah thing, yeah the main thing i think is the customer service understanding your customers and obviously as we've said earlier looking after your employees as well mm, yeah, yeah exactly and what are the criteria for applying for a business grant so criteria um obviously there are t's and c's in any sort of contract arrangement so it would be filling in an application form and then supplying accompanying documents like your uh, management accounts, um, your balance sheets, etc. So the panels that then make decisions on grants then make the decision that with the with their due diligence with the best information, so that you are then you'll then uh, go through an a panel, you're then approved, and so that if there is where there would be an audit, that there'll be an audit trail to say we we've done our due diligence, you are who you say you are, the business, and it is. The money that you've received is for what you what you asked of it. So it's, if it's if it's a road to net zero type grant, you want an electric vehicle, um, and then it's proving um, eligibility and suitability, but also uh, credibility that you've actually gone out and bought an electric vehicle rather than a diesel van or something like that. So it's 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 having that uh, paper trail which is authentic shows the authenticity in it. So it's it's yeah it is it is what it is. So always there's always T's and C's. It, there is nothing there's no such thing as free money but it, you have to then you have to prove who you are etc so the expectations really yeah. Mm. yeah and do you think the success of new anglia growth hub is an example of the success of your improvement program yeah i think um uh on the website there are some you know, case studies there about how business help it also gets into the the local papers like the east anglia daily times etc of where growth hub has has helped a business um etc so you know so we have a track record and i can't remember the figures but it was i think it's something like 1.3 million grant has paid out um early on in 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 the year for a specific grant program as well so we want to be agile in terms of when the money's available then to obviously to to to, to let people know and then help in the process of um, application um and getting getting the money to to where it's needed within the business yeah so as we know, with the pandemic, there's been a lot of uh, business help through the Treasury. Um, and so that's that's helped. We, we also then, money is then allocated to, say, a local district level or a county level. And we, again, we're told of that. And we, we want to then let people, let businesses know that we can, there is funds available to help that. Yeah, mm, definitely. Well. Okay, great. Well, thanks so much for coming on today. That's been really informational. And for all you guys at home, if you did enjoy this episode, please don't forget to like, share and subscribe and we'll see you in the next one. Yeah.